Today's episode of the Ringer Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. They're a presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to any event that same day, have your tickets delivered straight to your phone, and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. And if you can't go to a game or show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you'll pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal, all right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Welcome once again to the Ringer Wrestling Podcast. I'm David Shoemaker, sometimes a.k.a. The Masked Man, here with my dear friend and oh, wrestling aficionado, dear friends now. Steve Kazee. Oh, hey, listen, okay. this is your, what, this third podcast? Fourth my third podcast? podcast? This, yeah. That's it, man. <laughs> We're going it. steady at this point. <laughs> All right, good, good. <laughs> um, this has been a really... Uh, it's a holiday week. We're recording late in the week. I apologize to all my diehard fans out there, but uh, it's it's the holiday put me behind, and it also means that there's not much going on in the world of WWE, at least storyline-wise this Some week. Some food fights, that's about it. That's, yeah, <laughs> actual food fights. I'm sure, I hope that you didn't all see that, but I'm sure most of you did. <laughs> the biggest thing that, that happened in wrestling this week uh, had nothing to do with wrestling at all. It seems, I think it was Kevin Durant signing with the Golden State Warriors and the entirety of the internet being taken over with wrestling gifts. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Is it is it safe to assume that between Hogan joining the NWO, uh, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty on the barbershop, I mean, on the barbershop when they split up. And yeah. now I guess the new addition to that is Seth Rollins turning on his shield teammates. Yeah. Are those the three most important cultural moments in wrestling now that they can, I, that they're yeah. just so gift worthy? I think so. Yeah. I mean, they sort of like live on They're the, they're the, the crying Jordan face of, of wrestling memes. Uh, I, the, the, the shield one was pretty, pretty good. The I watched gift, it the, many the, times. Yeah. Yeah. They I got mean, all the face reactions when, when Steven Adams is Roman Reigns and he goes into the ropes and it's just perfect. I feel like so as good. an art director in my real life, I should know the answer to this. I don't know how long it takes to make that gif. It I seems mean, to be a pretty, I mean, that's, it's not a light lift, it's right? Not, it can't be a light lift, but somebody knows how to do it and do it well. Cause it was somebody quick. has a lot of those prepared for yeah. whatever's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. Was just really incredible. Yeah, um, and it was you know, congrats on Kevin Durant for start for like beginning the heel segment of his career. I'm not sure that he was ever really a babyface. He, and, he yeah, well, he was for a little while. Let's be honest. Uh, You're the real MVP was a definite babyface moment, and yeah. then then the turn started, and I think it started with the Mister Unreliable uh, headline. Oh yeah, and then when he turned on, then he like got mad at the newspaper and demanded yeah. an apology. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brian Curtis, or my my buddy who also works at the Ringer, wrote the piece of uh, a couple years for Ed Grant back at Grantland about um, how the the weird way that the weird relationship between the Thunder and the local sports media, um, and got a lot of blowback for that. Even though I don't think it's I a think, pretty small town, though. I mean, people yeah. people like Oklahoma City is a small town. It may compared have to a compared to New York and L A. Yeah. and you know, whatever. Yeah, so um, I think it's probably a little. They take things a little more personally there. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Um, I talked to Jim Ross last week, and this thankfully before this happened. Although I'd like to hear what he, I'd like to hear. He what thought he they was. Thought. He thought he was staying. He oh, he 100 yeah, percent thought. But 100%. I think everybody did. I mean, we, I don't know. I thought he was going. 
Really? I, I've ultimately always thought he would go because I think there's more to that Westbrook-Durant relationship than what they ever mm. let on. I think Durant doesn't want to play with him. I think Durant got tired of the sort of so like... So this is actually like Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Yeah. Like there was just a lot... Yeah. Um, I don't think it's that Durant wants the spotlight. I think he just wants to play with somebody who's a little less chaotic and a little less frenetic <clears throat> for all of his talents, which are many. Yeah, but. I think that uh, I think that we sitting in here in the Ringer planning meetings, I mean, we had, I, I think that percentage-wise, we everybody at the Ringer thought that there was a really huge possibility that he would go. I mean, we, we talked about him going to Golden State as if it was a real thing. Yeah. But then when it actually happened, I think we were all still so blown away. I think that... Most people just convinced themselves, ourselves, that he would sign the one-year contract so he can make more money next year if he decided to leave. It just seemed like the easiest way out, you know? So that part was surprising. But you're right. If he decided it's time to go, then why not go to the team, the city you want to live in? And the te- I mean, whatever, man. Where's the word you got to do? Play say, two I get, years I, there? I'm sure I can understand why people are mad, but like I deal with all these, you know, we, I talk about like you know, free agency and unionization and wrestling all the time and dreaming of a better day. I mean, this is, he, this is a dude who just wanted to take a different job. I think yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, good for him. And, but that doesn't mean you can't boo him next year because oh, like we said, he's going to be the so biggest hard. heel in the world. Oh, you he's know? like, he's t- like LeBron is now a face. Like, that's just it. You have to leave. You have to turn heel to set up the big baby face run. <laughs> yeah. He can't, LeBron could never have achieved the level of just a baby face celebrity that he's at right now if he hadn't gone to Miami. Yeah, because anybody who's not a Warriors fan right now wants the Warriors to lose sure. so bad next year. And, and, and if it's got to be the Cavs, fine. It's got to be the Cavs. Oh, so yeah. Make it happen. And anybody that thought, I mean, like, if, Kev, if, if LeBron had never left Cleveland, he would have been Roman Reigns. He would have yeah. been like the baby face that's getting shoved down our throat that nobody actually likes, right? Right yeah. now, people are, I mean, like my dad is like, yeah, I'm happy to see LeBron get one, <laughs> you know, like he deserves it yeah, or get one for Cleveland or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's, it's crazy. And it's amazing how in the ringer office around Twitter, how just everything immediately goes to pro wrestling. Whenever something surprising happens now, it's just, it's like that time. Yeah. You know, there, and there are those people out there in broadcasting who sort of like to talk it down and I'm not mentioning any names. Colin Howard. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, they sort of like, like to talk it down and the booger eater comments and all that, but it's sort of, you see on Twitter, it's immediately the first thing that everyone goes to is a wrestling meme. Sure. Or a wrestling gif. And GIF. I think that that's maybe what we, yeah, I think I'm, I'm gif is the official pronunciation of this podcast, no matter what anybody says, but the, yeah. uh, but the, I mean, I think it is, it's interesting. It's, it works in two ways. One, I mean, Colin Coward is very good at what he does. Right. Uh, I'm sure he, he, he shits on wrestling, I think pretty deliberately. Yeah. Um, and I think in a different, he's a heel in his own right. Yeah. I definitely, he's definitely warmed up a lot to UFC since he signed a multi-million dollar contract with Fox. (laughs) Uh, that's just the way things work. But the, but I think that just taking him at face value, all of his critiques of wrestling, his critiques of wrestling aren't necessarily incorrect so much as it's just that he's missing the point entirely yeah which is professional wrestling is perfect for explaining these moments in our life like that's why it exists it's just it's greek theater you know it's high drama exactly yeah and and uh and man it's i'm it was just it it was just it was a really big it was a big weekend for the nba and for kevin durant and for the warriors and it was a big weekend for for pro wrestling (laughs) giftum i just can't i mean i just can't say enough about how reaffirming it is a wrestling fan when the only i mean it's it would really it's like the only language people have to communicate moments like this are are seth rollins hitting hitting reigns and ambrose with a steel chair yeah 
It's yeah. just incredible. It's absolutely poetic and beautiful. And good and just good on them. And I mean, it's one thing the Hogan the Hogan joining the NWO thing was sort of uh was, you know, it it's a it's a really good parallel and it's a it's an I mean, it's not a great parallel to this situation cuz, you know, the Warriors weren't exactly crazy heels up until this point. Right. Um, although I guess they were he- they were hedging that way, but they weren't the outsiders. But anyway, you can look at that picture and you and I get the joke. Yeah. But the gold, but the but the shield turn gif, like you could have never under never heard of pro wrestling in your life, and you get the gif. Yeah, you get the, it's you really get the well idea behind acted it. out. Like <laughs> yeah. it was a very it was high, it, that was that was a good. It's good. To, it's nice to appreciate our favorite wrestlers um, in a, in a different light. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the other big news this week that's not entirely related to wrestling is Brock Lesnar uh, fighting. He's fighting this weekend, this Saturday at UFC 200. This some, could be some poor bastard is going to get destroyed. Well, Mark this Hunt weekend. is not a poor bastard. He's oh, he's really good. I know, but like, oh, I just have a hard time believing Lesnar is going to go in there and lose at UFC 200. I just we'll do see. You, do you think that it's possible that the match is 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 going to be worked? <laughs> I mean, no, because uh, I often think that Brock Lesnar loses the line of distinction in actual, like, between the yeah, two Yeah, this could be <laughs> more of a work than his WWE fights. <laughs> yeah, so he sort of gets a little lost, I think, sometimes. I often worry about the guys he wrestles. Uh, I don't know, man. I, it's just, I, look, it's good, it's good for UFC. It's good for UFC, and I think it was a, most of all a big F you to Conor. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. that for sure, but it seems to me like Lesnar sat back and was like, all right. Enough of this guy like talking about oh I'm the money I'm this I'm that let me go in and like save the day and show you what like a real yeah, fighter who knows is how all much about more money they ended up for Brock too right that, exactly Connor kind of so it was kind there. of a brilliant business move on all sides because you you had a huge hole to fill and there was no better way to fill it than with that big massive hunk <laughs> of meat. I have a story up right from Fox Sports in front of me about uh, Brock talking about his relationship with Vince McMahon and how how they kind of negotiated this deal. But there's just like a, a video that is a YouTube video that is not playing. I haven't clicked play, and it's just Brock like pointing over his shoulder toward to, like he's sitting next to this very slight woman who's interviewing him, and Brock's just doing like the like a hitchhiker thumb, and his arms are so big I can't <laughs> even understand. Like it's. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe that also. I wonder if this is going to affect his his WWE ring shape. If people are going to start, we can call him out now on not being in UFC shape every time he jumps in the ring. Not I that wonder, he really needs have it. Have you? Is there anybody back in that dressing room who's more intimidating in a room than Brock Lesnar? I mean, not met, personally. But I've never just, met Brock Lesnar. You've never been in the same room. I don't think so. Oh God, it's. Uh, I'm hoping for SummerSlam. We'll see. So Simmons and I and Michelle were all back at SummerSlam. Right. And he walked in and I've never been more... I like wet myself. I immediately <laughs> went into submissive position. I covered my genitalia and I laid on the floor and just peed a little. Yeah. He's so he's so intimidating. Yeah. Super nice guy. But also will not like mess... He will like break your face in an instant. If, it, if, like. if you react in that sort of primal way, right? Where you're just like... You're not afraid. Like you're not. It's not that you're afraid. You don't even have the ability to decide whether or not to act tough in front of your girlfriend. You're just yeah, immediately no. rolling over. I was immediately like <laughs> over on the stomach. Complete submission. That's great. Yeah. Um. I do not. I do not envy Mark. Mark Hunt. Hunt at all. Yeah. It's gonna be. It'll, I mean, they're 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 very different styles. It'll be a really interesting fight. The the cool thing about him doing all this press though is that, like he said, he was talking to. He he opened up a little bit about. Vince, the quote, the pull quote from this is, 
that he and Vince are, quote, both older and more mature, and it's water under the bridge. I think he, he meaning Vince, knows a happy Brock Lesnar is easier to work with than a Brock Lesnar that's not. And he, he went on to talk about his how he has good people looking at his contract and all that kind of stuff. Um, well, let's be honest. It benefits both sides quite well because... It, it, you know, as much as I know the probably the guys, you know, the, the sort of day-to-day guys don't appreciate that kind of a contract, uh, I can't say that as a fan I don't love knowing that at some random juncture, you know, three months down the line, Brock Lesnar is going to pop into Raw one night and I'm going to go through the roof with excitement. Right. It's like, you know, sometimes these guys, they get overexposed and I think we're seeing it right now. It's just like the same stuff every week and kind of almost wish a lot of those guys had some more time off. Like, take a month here, take two I mean, months this here, been, go do the Marine 16 and come back. And I wrote a big piece about it for Grantland a while ago that they're, like where I was doing it, you know, proposing in, uh, a, a rolling off-season for everybody where, like, these guys, they need an off-season anyway yeah. because they're just beating themselves to hell. Yeah. But if you just kind of mandated that everybody takes three months of the year off the road, and if they spend that time in Orlando at NXT, either helping train guys and occasionally popping up on that show, or if they're just on the beach somewhere, or much more likely that time comes comes about somewhat mechanically when you're out with injuries instead of figuring out how quickly you can get back. It's just like minimum three months, you know, from now until this time is up, you're not coming back. Yeah. Uh, but it would help everybody to be off TV more. And Brock is the prime example of how much you want to see somebody when they're not around yeah like know? i'm i'm jonesing for lesnar to come back so the rumor this week and i don't need i mean it's there it's been it's not been verified as far as i know but a rumor popped up that that it's going to be lesnar versus orton at SummerSlam. now i uh, everything people have been saying to that point was that uh that they would wait until after ufc 200 to make these plans right i think it makes a little bit of difference if he just destroys mark hunt then maybe the idea being, if he destroys Hunt, then maybe Vince is like, oh, he's in the title match, or you know, we'll right. figure that out. Or right. if he gets destroyed, then maybe he gets to fight, you know, what the the social outcasts <laughs> on the pre-show. I mean, that would be the the very unlikely span. I mean, listen, he left UFC last time on a losing streak. Yeah. Uh, and now, I mean, and he and he showed up in WWE as the biggest star in the history of WWE. Yeah. I mean, part of that is the returning, conquering hero, not not even conquering, just the returning hero. I think um, there's also, you can lose in UFC and still be the, you know, the biggest badass in the WWE. I think that's sort yeah, of... Yeah, but how many times can we suspend disbelief? I don't know that losing at 200 is going to be that big a deal if he puts up something of a fight, but like, what if he just does, what if Brock Lesnar does a UFC fight every six months or every year and keeps coming back to WWE like every, you know, in the meantime. Well, it's diminishing returns at some point. Right. I think it's a smart move for right now, but I don't think this is something you can like play out over time. I don't think you can keep bounce. It's not Deion Sanders situation where he can like <laughs> bounce between the two leagues and everything will be just hunky dory. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, we also, jo- I also talked on the show about how if he loses, then I mean, how much money could it possibly take to get Mark Hunt just to come on over to WWE? Oh, ju- yeah, like, well, exactly. he, he would do that for a million bucks, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, he- play that out until SummerSlam. Um, but yeah, I mean, Orton is an interesting matchup just because it's a match we haven't seen in since Rock's return. Right. Um, and it is in, I guess on, in WWE think that that's, it's a big time match that's, that, you know, that hasn't happened yet. That could happen. Uh, I remember Rosenberg was a real big proponent of or- wanting to see Orton Lesnar. I mean, some people are, are really into this. It's not, I like Lesnar and I would yeah. love to see this match. If you'd said that, that. Orton had, I mean, that, that Lesnar has a, a certain number of matches left on his deal and he might retire. I don't think Orton would be in my top five. No, no. Uh, 
There are so many other people I'd like to see Orton wrestle, but I think it'd be in, here's the interesting way to do it. Like if Brock loses, and then you have him come out like the next week and have Orton come back and sort of just start talking smack about how he doesn't belong there and like yeah. he can't even win a UFC match or whatever. Sure. And that's the build up for a month and a half. Then I want to see that match, but I don't know where's the angle coming from. Like what are we going to play for uh, you know the next four weeks? five weeks until we get to SummerSlam. Like, what What do you do to sell me that match? I just don't want another situation where it's like, oh, I want Sting and Triple H to wrestle because, you know, clearly I just want them to wrestle. I've never seen anything like it before. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's true. Or, I mean, or Sting and Undertaker, which is, I mean, the match that might never happen, but that's right. a, But, yeah, I mean, that, that's by the time that that match officially didn't happen this year i think it was a great thing that it wasn't happening you yeah. Know? yeah um just as far as it's gonna it's only it's only gonna be it's gonna be a million times worse than we ever imagined it you know i mean because so our expectations were so high yeah um and you never want a wrestling match that will only serve to, to disappoint i guess you're right i mean i'm gonna write about that i think for for this friday uh and and right before i mean in preface to ufc 200 is like what this means for wwe and what this means for brock's career and i haven't sorted through all my thoughts really but the but there is a sort of like you're right if he, if he wins then wwe is a lot better off right yeah for sure if he loses i worry that there's a there that it would be I, I it's harder to imagine wwe doing booking it the right way you know like the way that you were talking about for to let brock actually like take some crap from lesnar yeah. I mean, from, 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 orton. from orton on the show or you know like, orton can give it really orton's the guy that can fill that kind of role really the, well and all, as, the as sort much of smart as, ass yeah, like well, yeah company guy i think I, i'm not as as sold on that but but yes i think that if he can he if he can be the prick that he seems to be yeah sometimes it just like on the edges of promos and and you know the the what what I sort of always took as the real life Randy and I don't mean that as an insult at <laughs> no, all. I know exactly what you're but saying. But like yeah, he could be a great version of that guy. I actually think as much as I love Paul Heyman, the worst thing they can do if Lesnar loses is let Paul Heyman come out and try to hype him back up. Yeah, no. It's got to be some it's got to be closer to like Rocky like working for like I, in, I kind of feel like we need that from Lesnar right now cuz we've had a lot of years of him just being the conqueror, you know, yeah. the guy that comes in and like destroys everything. I need a little bit more of the lone wolf from him. I need to see I mean, I love Paul Heyman. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I want to see Paul Heyman every Raw. Uh, but I would like to see Lesnar sort of on his own, just sort of willy-nilly coming out and just destroying people because he's upset about having lost a UFC match. Yeah. I mean, and I just said Rocky off the top of my head, but I would be totally excited to see like a Rocky Four, like him <laughs> yeah, training in, like, totally. the, in Minnesota, just chopping wood. Yeah, and, like, totally. That would be really great, That'd right? Be amazing. And I'd just have him be really mad. Or, and just some very, I mean, even the... Like the my favorite part of the of the Undertaker Shane McMahon buildup was the was that one weird video package of Shane training with his like MMA coaches. Yeah, he looked so just, much like that. Just like dropping knees on that guy like nonstop. Yeah, yeah. that's just like when and you know UFC does those packages all the time, but seeing guys in the gym just makes you so much more impressed that they're doing real things. Yeah, you know, even though we know Lesnar's a legit fighter. Yeah. It would be interesting to see WWE start to shift. Well, I mean, professional wrestling in, in all forms uh, start to shift into like, you know, we see like the 24-7 aspects of like actual fights where they follow these guys through training yeah. and they sort of like want you, 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 the build up to the fight. It'd be more interesting than the sort of like talky promo things that we have every yeah, week that don't you know, really go anywhere. I think I think Dan St. Germain is going to be back on next week. And one of the things that we talked about was that Seth Rollins document. They talk, we're going to talk about this more next week. The Seth Rollins sort of doc that they put out and, and, yeah. and just in general how these things affect our perceptions of pro wrestlers. Yeah. But I think that in a very general way, yeah, I mean... It's it's 
it's funny because in a lot of ways UFC learned everything in their in their sort of myth making promo packages from WWE. Yeah. But now there's a lot of stuff that WWE can learn from UFC. I agree. I well, you know that that uh, the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens promo a couple of months ago was yeah. really a good like a good visual to sort of build that matchup. Like we all know, like I want to see that match any day of the week. Like I'll watch those guys sure. wrestle forever. But when you see it built up like that, like it had a whole different feeling to it. Oh yeah, it's like. A great restaurant. This is just this, the nerdiest or or the most like ringery thing I could possibly say. I can already hear it coming out of my mouth. It's like if someone tells you there's a great restaurant, like you want to see, you want to eat, you're like you're cool to eat there, right? right. If someone's just like, oh, this restaurant just got a five star review. You and me, we're going tonight. You're right. pretty excited about going. But if you see that restaurant on like Anthony Bourdain Parts Unknown, where right. it's just like this is like the chef's family and this is. His experience, and there's all this beautiful camera work, and it, you know, them in the kitchen. You want to go a million times more, yeah, right? Exactly. So, yeah. because you feel like you're a part of the story, yeah. like you're invested in the story, and I think that that's the big difference. And when I talk about just being told a restaurant's good, I don't just mean like the re- the regular way WWE does something. I mean the way that people like you and me, we know that we should love this. Right. I've seen. I saw. You know, I saw them wrestle in the Indies a couple of times. Like I understand as much as probably in, or most people, but. uh but yeah, the best thing that wrestling can do, going calling back to the gifts, is tell a story in a really good way that makes you care more than you did before. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that to bring this back around to Brock, I think that there's, uh, you know, I think there's a there, there's going to be it's going to be really interesting the way that they go forward off of this. And if he wins, I mean, he has he has a clean his last match was a clean win against the current champion, yeah. right? So, I mean. I don't know if you go right back into that. I, I, obviously, probably not at SummerSlam, but I think that, you know, it's, I mean, I'm very, for the first time in a while, I, I think it's totally up in the air what WWE's do, plans for SummerSlam are right now. It's, I, it really seemed like they were going to find, or it really felt like they must find a way to put off the Shield three-way until SummerSlam because of what a big money match that was. Yeah. And like I, I've written and said a million times, like, that match, that match, and Rock versus Brock were the two matches that Vince McMahon wrote out at the top of every "What's going on at WrestleMania next year" planning list. Yeah, I mean, those are the two; those are the two big, big bouts. And the fact that they're not even—I'm happy that they're not saving it for WrestleMania because it would probably never happen. Isn't it crazy though that but every time they've gotten close, like something has gone wrong? I think just at this point, with the with the injuries that coming in the way they have, and also just with like just the arc of. Reigns and everybody and all three of their careers over yeah. the past two years, you can just never count on that being as big a money match as it seems like to the people in WWE front office and even to you and me. Like, well, we still don't even know what's going to happen. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, he's like still th- what, two and a half weeks out. Yeah, I still don't know what's going to happen because when one- he comes <clears throat> back two days before the pay per view, I mean, he's off suspension like two or three days before, I think. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, just, I'm still, I mean, you know, I'm still in this camp. Like, I'm, I'm never much of a conspiracy theorist, but there's a part of me that feels like we're just all getting like worked right now. I just, I can't. Yeah. When when Rollins came out and sort of dropped it and was like, and then it became a like, let's make fun of Roman Reigns night. I was like, I like something. I mean, they put his tweet up on the jumbotron, like, or the Titan Tron. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I um. I want to believe. I, I turned on the. I turned on the. Uh, my the DVR of Raw, and accidentally turned on last week's Raw this yeah. week, and it was and just Seth came out and cut the promo again, and yeah. I was just like, oh, <laughs> we're really same. going to town on this. Yeah. Like, he's really this is just every week's going to be a Seth Rollins like work shoot. Yeah. Um, 
It's funny that you said that you don't know, like you feel like we're being we're being worked because I right after the PED thing came, I mean the 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 failed wellness test whatever came out, um, I just put up a jokey tweet about like a poll, just like because the Twitter polls are f- just inherently funny about, wh- and I said, is the PED suspension or the wellness suspension a work a shoot oh, I, a work I, shoot or I a think swerve? I voted this. <laughs> and first of all, thank you to everyone that voted. A lot of people voted, but the but the craziest thing was how many people put that it was a work. Yeah, and I. I know that some people did that ironically, but I, but like my first reaction was it's impossible. You know, it's just so out of the, it's just so silly to think that it's a work, but the way that they've handled it is either the most brilliant way possible, or there is something else going on. I will tell or you I don't this know if those things not, are separate. I did not give them enough credit because I thought when I was like, when this happened, I thought there's no way they're going to address this. It's going to be, let's keep this as quiet as possible for yeah. the next few weeks. Uh, and then I just never thought they would, I never in my life thought they would actually sort of like go in on him and they went in on him. And I was like, all right. When, when Rollins was like, you yeah. know what, let's talk about Roman Reigns. I was like, Oh, here it's, we go. It's an interesting world that we live in where, where those, I mean, listen, there's nothing, there's nothing in the wellness policy that states that they can't, they couldn't just shoot to like, they should, couldn't shoot a month of Roman Reigns doing push-ups at home, pro, you know, like video packages and having that and have that, or, you know, we, I mean, we, I think we've seen in the past people get beat up backstage to cover yeah. up these sort of disappearances, yeah. you know, and, um, or you lose a match, you go on walkabout, whatever. There's a lot of, uh, they're, they're, they could have covered this up. And I, I think mean, they even have a thing, I said this last week, I think they even have a provision where you can continue to work and not get paid if, or like if there's one more match or something. Right. Um, I think it's, you know, they're always trying to blur the lines between reality and and fantasy and I and I think it's an I mean it's tricky because you don't want to go too far because the wellness policy is there and it's established to sort of be a thing that is there for disciplinary reasons to try to clean up your sport sure. which has had a history of you know questionable things going on in it but at the end of the day if you could find a way to make that a work you know to make that a storyline I'm all in I I I would love nothing more than for him to come back and just be like the biggest heel of all time and just sort of go with it. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much of that came into their came into the consideration. I'm sure that it was. Uh, I'm sure that it was sig- like a significant part of it. Although I think that regardless, you in this day and age, something like that comes out, you just gotta. It's like the way that people kind of politely clapped Roman Reigns on his tweet, taking you know, like putting it all on himself and just saying we're gonna move on from this. Uh, if more professional athletes, you know, did that, I think we the world would be a slightly uh, like a zero point zero one percent better chance, better place. Yeah. But the, uh, but yeah, it's um, you know, as it, it could have just been. I mean, that's sort of like a like a metaphor for WWE. If they had, you know, they just said, okay, this happened. We're gonna address it on TV. We're not gonna wallpaper over it or whatever. Right. Um. So yeah, it is. It it is. It is interesting how much they embraced it. I'm not sure how much they really had. A well, chance. they did the tease, you and know, with the with the four way, five way. They did the whole like, are we going to get a so, four way? Are we going to get a five way? I don't know that there's really that much to. Uh, I don't know that there's that much uh, that we need to talk about about Raw, except, but but the you know it was a holiday. It, right. This is going to happen. All holiday episodes are sort of downers, um, but. It was such a letdown from the previous week, or from those. Was it wait? Was last week the four way, five way? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was. It was from going from a week where it felt like we don't like anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, we the the whole the the battleground main event could change. Just the title picture in general could change. It's going from there to a place where it's just. It's not only that that it was a holding episode, 
but the but the reason but the way that but the fact that they were willing to go to go make it a hundred percent a holding episode and just you kind of watched it feeling like well now I know that nothing is going to happen between now and Battleground, you know? Like yeah. It, it's like- the only interesting thing that I thought was this setup, you know, where Enzo and Cass come out for John Cena, and now you're going to have an Enzo-Cass, you know, Anderson, Anderson Gallows match, uh, I think, at Battleground. Uh, I don't think you do a three-way, a three-man tag. Maybe you do. But Maybe just because it's battleground. Like if you, if if we really are having the shield Cena. three way, although that's two big like multi man matches. Yeah. But I think that it make it makes a certain sense to save Cena AJ two for for. I like that match SummerSlam. though. I like the club. Although the rumors, the Cena versus Roman Reigns at at SummerSlam, or the Cena versus yeah, I mean the Cena Reigns championship match at SummerSlam was the rumor, um, which was. In in some ways, very legit before the suspension, before he lost the before Reigns lost the belt, and I keep hearing that pop crop back up. Like there are still murmurs about that match. So mm. I don't know if that's still if there's still you know a world in which maybe that happens or maybe they fight, but then it's Rain. I mean, it's Rollins and Ambrose for the title. You know, I mean, there's there's different ways they could go about it. Um, but I like the fact that I don't know what's going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. I like I the fact too. that we don't know what we don't know if Reigns is gonna, you know, if there's, you know, we just don't know. We don't, and we don't, and, and above all else, it's epitomized by Brock Lesnar. We don't know if he's, you know, the most over baby face in the history of wrestling, or if he's just sort of like, yeah, like a mid card jobber, like we are <laughs> right, mid card heel. Like right. it's like I don't. There's a big gap in what I mean, and we all love him, so whatever. But, um, I, I mean, I, I think he's gonna be fine one way or the other. Yeah. I thought that it's weird that we, like you were talking about the them acknowledging Roman Reigns suspension that, I mean, it's, you know, anything can happen in WWE is the phrase is the saying, right. They're not constrained by anyone's perception of what they are at all, but it is pretty funny to go from one week that opens with a, with a work shoot basically. And the next week opens with like the most canned food fight. Like this, like this is a thing straight out of like the, like UFC, I mean, WWF, like the sledgehammer music video, yeah. like where all the faces and heels are like just join, joining arms and singing songs together. There could not be a more ridiculous moment. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. I mean, it was not unfunny. Then they have the audacity to ask who hit Kevin Owens with a pie as if that's going to be the thing that like sets up a match or something. Like I was like, I don't care. That's who. the cra- the craziest thing that happens. And I don't know why. I mean, I, I do know why, but it seems like a quibble, such a minor quibble. But whenever they switch the camera angle, yeah, it just feels so insane. It's like we're, we're actually acknowledging that this is closer to Scooby-Doo than like right than like boxing you know yeah, like it it's felt so, very sort of looney tunes that whole the um, whole thing but again it's just like i don't feel like normally i would i think i would be taking the other side of the argument if some guy if i was just at a wrestling event and someone was just talking crap about how corny wrestling has been lately i would just be like yeah it's pro wrestling shut up like it's fun let's right. enjoy it but just such a weird juxtaposition between this and last week that it it felt it felt really odd although it was nice to see, you know, people besides the New Day get a chance to be funny, you know, yeah. and, and, and actually succeed at it yeah. to some extent. Yeah. Um, there was a great series of photos that was floating around online of how, how um, Apollo Crews and Cesaro were having an arm wrestling match during the, the whole entire thing. entire time, yeah. And Kevin Owens was hiding under the table, which yeah. was the reveal. It was a great little, like, flipbook reveal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, aside from that, and also the, I mean... 
related was the main event where it was just like America versus the world and like no one really cared. Uh, I don't I don't know that you should really care who's heels and baby faces when it comes to enforced group tag matches. I think these are all professional fighters and like this week we've seen that guy like UFC fighters who nominally hate each other can go do press together. It's not that big of a deal. Right. But it did seem like they were just sort of like forgetting who what the characters were. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, well, not only that, but let's just point out the fact that Kane is from hell. He's not from America. <laughs> Kane is from hell. Well, it's like it's like you know Lex Luthor, the narcissist. No one really pegged him as an all America or the Undertaker. Also, the Undertaker. Remember when he <laughs> right, right. when he opened up his duster and had the American flag? Yeah, yeah. That was a big reveal for him. I guess if if Undertaker is from America, I'll then be Kane, honest, man. I switched it off. I knew what we were getting. I was like, it's Fourth of July. They're just gonna give us some schlock. Team America's gonna win. Here we all go waving our flags and like, let's go watch some fireworks. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was a pretty bad way to end the uh, an already. Well, they started the live portion of the show post food fight with Rusev. Be, which was hilarious. It yeah. was just like, "Welcome! It's the fourth, and it's Independence Day, and here's <laughs> and because of that, we're starting with our United States champion." And yeah. Rusev's just out basically like spitting on America. I kind of love Rusev a lot. He's uh, I've always sort of loved him. I don't know why. He's not. I don't really like those sort of. Usually, I'm not a big like uh, oh the Russian or the in this case the Bulgarian heel. You know, I don't really yeah. sort of buy into that. But he's really good at he's, it. He's he's very very talented. Yeah, and he's really fun to watch. Yeah, and he's the, fun. I hope that we don't. I mean, he's so good at holding down the spot that he's in right now, and even even if it's a little bit higher, I hope we don't get into a, like a rut with him. You know, we've like we've said when the when Cody retired and with King Barrett, like to be like a second tier heel is a wonderful place to be if you want job security, but it's not. But it's a it's a terrible place to be if you want upward mobility. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just that's not just about being a heel, but it's just you know. It's always a flavor of the month thing. Like you need something to force yourself into the. I mean, I sort of feel like that. I mean, I don't know. I always hate saying this because I, you know, it's, I like the guy and I want him to like have all the success in the world. But it's hard to look at a landscape where Rusev is ever the world champion. You know, I mean, I just don't as he as he is now. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I just don't see that guy as being the guy. You know. You mean because of his character or just like you're yeah, talking about that, on a bigger, bigger just level? Just a bigger level, a bigger picture. I mean, look, there's how many how many guys in that back room and there's one belt, right? Well, soon there's going to be two, it well, seems Well, there like. will be, yeah. But still, uh, it, it just factors in. It's like we were talking about, I think the last time I did the podcast, we were sort of talking about relating it to like an understudy. Yeah. You know, like Dolph Ziggler is so good at his job, but because he's so good at his job, he's never going to move out of that job. Yeah. Because that job is just, he does it really too well. Yeah. So I think Rusev's kind of the same guy. But yeah. I mean, I see him like maybe Intercontinental Champion, you know, that kind of thing. But I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is going to have to go hand in hand with some sort of shift in the character. Like yeah. he can't just be this sort of cartoony villain and go. I mean, he could. He can be who he is now and be and fight for the title. Right. You know, he can be Umaga for like two months. Yeah. But he's work not, his way up. But he's right. not going to be. And honestly, I think that like, I mean, I've been saying for a long time that that he he's going to turn babyface sooner rather than later and his sort of like personal life stuff that worked its way into his career planning got in the way of that I think. Yeah. But I but I mean it's a good we're in a good era for being a for being a like a a likable heel turning babyface. <laughs> yeah. They're not pulling the trigger on any of it, but like Bray Wyatt, Kevin Owens, uh, Rusev and I mean I guess Brock Lesnar is the closest thing they came to like letting their major le- letting their number one heel accept like the baby face adulation yeah um, Kevin Owens works so well because ultimately <clears throat> his character is him 
you know, he's, it's just him as that person. Yeah. So that guy can keep going up. That guy can hold the belt. I feel like, I think maybe it is that the fact that it's like this cartoony villain, uh, you know, the Bulgarian beast kind of thing that I don't know. how. Yeah. We... I mean, it's funny cause Lana, I mean, Lana seems to be evolving as a character, at least indicated by her dress and hairstyle. Right. Rusev is in slightly different tights now, but yeah, and slightly different tights and slim down and no longer down. sort of going with the Russian aspect. Now just full Bulgarian. Yeah. Which I kind of like as well. And it seemed like it was like kind of deliberately changing his hair around too for a little while. Yeah. Now he's sort of back to anyway. I think that there's a vert, like my, I remember a long time ago, I fantasy booked Lana and Rusev like becoming like just kind of like segueing them into a little bit more into like just Euro trash instead of right. these cartoon characters, <laughs> like just Rusev in a tracksuit with no shirt, I thought would have been an interesting look. <laughs> Anything's possible, man. I never thought I would saw, uh, see uh, Fandango like in <laughs> this Brizango thing. Yeah. Actually, I'm having a little guilty pleasure yeah. for that. It's funny. I think it's great. I mean, yeah. but I think that it's that also what we're saying specifically to that point is that you were talking about um, Enzo and Kaz, uh, Kaz going up against the uh, the club. I think that now we're seeing tag teams get more opportunities because they're going to split the tag team division in half, presumably yeah. for the at the brand split. Yeah. I mean, I could eat my words when they have one show be tag and one show be women's. Oh, like they, no, I mean, they've you. done those things before, but the, but um. But yeah, I mean, I think that it wouldn't surprise me if we kind of had like a comedy tag division on SmackDown <laughs> right. and like a, ser- a serious tough guys tag division on Raw <laughs> or vice versa. Um, but it, it's, it definitely seems like, you know, it's one of the one of the benefits, even if we look back in six months and say the brand split was a total clusterfuck and like whatever, <laughs> let's. We let's look back at these moments of hope where like right. it looks like they're they're giving these like weird guys time to exceed time to excel as tag team you know competitors. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean I'm I'm into those I'm into I'm into those guys too. I'll I'll admit it. Um only my only other note about the uh about the Rusev match was that Titus looks so much better in baggy shorts than he does <laughs> in briefs. I've, I always joke about this, and it's such a weird, thing, weird complaint. But I, but you, there's no way to look at Titus in briefs and not feel like you're looking at a naked person. Like, yeah, you, it's the reaction of seeing like, like you know, the statue of David or something. You're just like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be looking at that. Yeah, it's not right. like it's I not obscene my or eyes anything. For a but moment. yeah, I don't have an appetite for the uh, for the Titus O'Neil. Just in general. Why. Just in general. Oh. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Great yeah. specimen. I, I appreciate it as of the Apollo Creed routine. Um, yeah. I don't th- a lot of guys in the main event seem to have All-American tights, too. I wonder how much money WWE, like, anteed up. Or if that, or is that just, like... <laughs> I think it's out of your personal yeah, expenses. Is it, is it, like, the All-American tights so, seamster or seamstress is here? Yeah. And if, you're, if you want to pay, go, yeah. like, go right ahead? I think or, so, yeah, probably. It just seemed like they were all... Like, they must have they must have helped out with that. They must have split it with them. There was a lot. Well, the big show was wearing the All-American tights, so that, you know, if that's not going to come cheap. That's no. just a lot of material. It's a lot of fabric. Um, but my favorite... <laughs> my favorite running gag or whatever or motif on wrestling i mean on wwe now is the repetition of the last time we see this matchup right, right. It's, it's michael cole says it over and over again and i don't hate it as much as some of the things michael cole says over and over again but i love like the faux finality of this brand split as if they're not going to be back yeah, you're together. never going to see these two guys ever yeah. again i mean it's first of all we don't know the answer so at least wait until the last episode after they're doing the matches you know to have like a, a, a parade of last time ever matches. Right. Maybe that's what SummerSlam should be. They should just make some, well, I guess it would be Battleground. Is Battleground after the brand split? Yeah. Brand split's the 19th. 
I mean, well, the draft is the 19th. It would almost be more interesting if they just announced no matches for Battle- Battleground and it was just last <laughs> night ever or something. Right. You know, like the biggest, like this is the last time any of these matches could take place. But is that what we're going to do? Are we not, I mean, do we, are we not going to live in a world where we have like crossover on pay-per-views well, as well? First of all, we don't have answers to no, this. There's no, even if, even if we were living in that world, they could still do what I'm suggesting. Right. We're just, you know, it's all crap anyway. Right. I mean, it's crap meaning bullshit, not meaning bad. But the, uh, but, yeah, no, the rumor, I think, is that they're really going to have 24 pay-per-views. They're just going to go God. all in. Have we not talked about that on this no. show? No. Uh, well, you and I so have talked my about ru- that. So this is the question now I'm asking everybody that I run into who's a wrestling fan, who's a, like a, who's you know, a wrestling fan that has uh, <clears throat> you know other interests in life and a full-time job and all this sort right. of stuff. So if wrestling is every other Sunday there's a pay-per-view and then live Monday and Tuesday nights for Raw and, and live SmackDown, uh, and this is... Excluding NXT and Lucha Underground and whatever else, just as far as WWE Sunday, Monday, Tuesday goes. I noticed you didn't mention TNA. If you're watching TNA, that's great. I'm a big Brother Nero fan. Like this, it's uh, if the if just for WWE Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, what do you think on a pay per view week? What do you think your your what your viewing schedule is going to be? Oh, it's already terrible. I mean, I'm telling you, I watch wrestling pretty much every night. And, oh really? And, oh, yeah. so you're in, you're all the way in? I'm already in. Really? Yeah, it's my like you know for a long time I was the guy you know I'd watch like Family Guy reruns or I'd watch Adult Swim at night as just yeah. sort of my background sure. entertainment. But it's become now like oh I've got Lucha Underground, yeah. I've got NXT, so I'll watch you know NXT live and then I'll put Lucha Underground on tape and then I'll watch that TNA from last week just to sort of see what happened, see yeah. if it's gotten any better. Nope, it hasn't. All yeah. right, moving on. <laughs> um, so I I mean look. My concern is not about the amount of wrestling I'm going to watch. My concern is the quality of the amount of wrestling that I'm going to watch. Sure. Because I'd be much more interested to see like a buildup between like, all right, so this guy and this guy from Raw and SmackDown are going to wrestle at the next pay-per-view. And then I see them wrestling other guys for the next like three weeks. That's interesting. And the stories are there. And they're, you know, you can still cut promos and tell this person you're coming for them or whatever. And, you know, you might be destroying people over there. But they're not allowed to like inhabit there. the same space. Yeah, really. but they can't like see each other until the day of pay-per-view. There's or something very old school like territorial wrestling about that where you yeah. would just have. I mean, I, I feel like I have been making Ric Flair cutting promo references all the time, but it's like. It would be like Ric Flair. I remember the Flair Piper feud, which was really great. But like they would just come out and you would cut a promo on the other guy, and then you'd go beat the snot out of a jobber, and then you'd get back out and finish your promo. Yeah, basically. exactly. And it would be great. Like there's nothing, and the, you know there'd be, and then maybe there's a run in during that match that that's not really significant, but the run in. You know that really spikes interest in the show because well, we kind of get bogged down right now. Like you know, we're uh, how many times? I mean, I I I I do have to admit I loved the whole um, beat up John Cena thing that they did the other night. Like where they were just like, what oh, what Christmas is next? Like what are you gonna do? Yeah, and they, I think he said I'm gonna wrap presents with my hot Asian wife and then I'm gonna beat up John Cena. Yeah, that's a. So I that, appreciate that, but I just don't want to see that every week. Yeah, leading up to battleground. That's that's true. Because then by the time the match gets there, I'm like, eh. so I kind of like the idea of the brand split sort of separating these people a bit but if it's going to be double pay-per-views oh man i mean i'll watch it of course i'll watch it i'm like a crack addict but <laughs> I, mean, I still like i mean when i have nothing to do i just turn on the network and watch like oh yeah any old thing i'm like oh in your house from 1996 let's see what that's got to offer yeah yeah i wish that they, i mean i I'm, i think i still think the network's just like a few degrees away from that being like my 100 percent go-to yeah i'm much like i i, I am 
I'm still more likely to look to to search on YouTube for old shit than than the network. You I know? think that's the thing they got to figure out next is how to just like because see what we're all searching for because just the other night for example I think we went to the roast of the Macho Man together oh, sure. uh, and so I was like oh, I want to go watch some old Macho by the Man way, promos. We, every, by the way, this is a, it was a it was a comic roast and it was a, everyone knows Macho Man is dead. This <laughs> yes, was the yeah. premise. Was that it was a really distasteful roast? Of very a dead distasteful, person. but also and they do this for very other funny. for other dead people. Yeah, historical. I think it's like historical roasts, like, uh, like ex presidents and things. yeah. So I went home and I watched a lot of the promos. I mean, there's just some that are just bad shit. There's just some oh, bad yeah. shit promos, like Hogan and Macho Man, like clearly like coked out of their minds, yes. just yelling at each other. But so WWE doesn't really have a lot of those things on the network. Like you can't just go pop and like listen. Occasionally they'll put up like you know hard times or something like that, but it's still available on like YouTube. So they figure out how to do that. I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent. Just simple all the things time. like the Macho Man promo playlist, like yeah. the thing that you the the rabbit holes that you fall in, yeah. just to get one step ahead. And honestly, like, I mean, part of it's not WWE's fault. It's the like I'm too old. I don't interact with like my the remote for for the net for my apple tv or right. the remote on that my phone the phone version of my remote the same way i do with a keyboard right but like it's looking up old like ox baker videos the other day and wwe probably owns a lot of those they certainly yeah. don't own all of them but the but you know i just go through youtube and you can just sort of scan through in a different way mm. um but anyway, i've said it a million times if they had if they just had it like it's, it seems so obvious if they just had a uh just like one old mid-south card even if like the super cards are just a weekly show if they just had one a week that was just get they just had director's commentary yeah just had jim ross talking over the top i had some wrestler had such so just somebody yeah um man i would just watch the hell out of that yeah. <laughs> that there's no doubt in my mind because the things that i go i mean i know that they're trying to make the network more than just a place to watch old wrestling like right. that's important to them that they have these distinct properties that yeah. they can market to different advertisers and whatever but it's like you go for these distinct property it's sort of the WWE version of each of these things it just sort of you get lost in everything yeah. you know and then you end up with things like camp wwe which is actually pretty funny pretty funny yeah but it's not but you just get like it's so go it goes so against their brand because they're trying to do this really like they're trying to do an adult swim thing yeah. you know and they don't have the vocabulary to describe it adequately. Right. And it's like... And it's and, just sort of there with everything else. And and my guess is that, like, you know, most adults don't know that they should be watching it. And no. most kids probably aren't allowed to watch it. So, right. like, who's watching that show? <laughs> Very You and I. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. at some point, you've watched all of Breaking Ground. You've watched <laughs> right. all... I mean, you've watched everything they have to offer, everything that's new. Um, yeah. And I even think that if they just did, like... Just re like retro roulette, you know, just if there was just a button you could, or if they just pulled up a match literally at random every day, yeah. that, like, and then featured and, match of the day, yeah, and then thing. like you can just like tweet about it to your former, I mean, to your co wrestling nerds, you yeah. know, like you, there's just some common vocabulary of like the old thing we're watching. They'll Maybe, figure it out. I mean, we're, we're, it's still what only a really a year and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. Old. They so. have they have lots of they still have lots of room to grow. I think you know it'll be, I don't know, still only nine ninety nine by the way. <laughs> no one's paying us to say that <laughs> um yeah i mean that they i think they they actually do need to sort of get insinuated in a certain way in the next couple of years much more quickly than they're doing now only because the 9.99 like it's they sort of set the price for having these standalone networks but as soon as people start fully you know pulling the plug on cable yeah. i don't know if 10 bucks is going to be the answer 
Like, is is no matter how much content WWE has, I think there's going to be a lot of people who suddenly look and say, "I'm paying ten for HBO and mm-hmm. ten for Netflix." And if other things start coming along, maybe ESPN has like a first year five dollar special or something like that. Then at some point, aren't you saying like, "Why am I paying ten bucks for WWE?" Yeah. Um, I don't know. It'll be it'll be under. They, I think they just need to. We need to be a little bit more sure that that's worth our money. Like within the next year, yeah. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's saying too much. Yeah. Um, nothing as far as I know. Uh, there there was not any big news that was coming out of SmackDown. Um, but we have, but we're still, but we're very close to the draft. Which yeah. Will so be are we? Such do, a you, weird do you experience. do you think we're on the cusp of seeing a lot of call ups as well? I mean, it kind of feels I, that yes, way. Yes. I mean, that's certainly the vibe that I've been getting from or people call I've been ins, talking to. I should yeah. say, not necessarily call ups, but we can still call them call ups. Yeah. And I think that having the when, the when the draft splits them off, NXT will be. It wouldn't surprise me if it becomes even more. Uh, you know, even even they refer to it pretty plainly on screen as like AAA. You yeah. know, I mean, that's not the Mexican Wrestling Federation, the AAA ball of professional of the right. WWE, but the. Um, Dude, I was watching. Great thing. I finally moved into my place. I finally got cable uh, out here in L.A. And one of my, the best part things is there is so much Lucha Libre just on broadcast just, television. Yeah, yeah. Like, just on, like, the lower 40 channels. Yeah. Like, it's all it's all you can do. You could, like, you know, swing a cat. And, or that's, that'd be the southern phrase. It's like, you could do a... You could do a Hurricane Rana. You can't do a Hurricane Rana without hitting a Lucha Libre show <laughs> on basic cable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the joys of living in Southern California. It's so nice, man. Very I close mean, it's to Mexico. and there's and honestly, like, I mean, it's I I I'd say on the podcast I got to go see Lucha Underground and can't talk about it because it's not airing for a million years, right? And you know, you go to see these any I can't. I'm still gonna go. I, my PW my first PWG show hasn't happened yet. Like, I'm getting very excited. I, I don't have tickets even, but like, it, yeah. I can't wait for that to someday happen. It's so cool to go to new and exciting wrestling things. I almost would prefer to watch some random lucha libre show in spanish in the background than to watch like wwe network i mean old old stuff is different like the really the really old school stuff that is still like uh a cross between like wwe in the 90s and sabado gigante yeah like, exactly just weird like characters and you don't know exactly what's happening yeah. and people are just sort of flying around the ring and it really is sort of like the language barrier like the, like yeah the, the the weirdness of the show is as is as hard to get through as the language barrier or yeah. it's a it's like it's a close parallel yeah because you're just watching and you're like yeah i understand that this is wrestling right but i'm not all the way sure what's going on right. and then all of a sudden there's just like a glimmer of recognition just like oh that's original sin cara right like i don't know right. how he got there but right. that's him and uh and yeah you're just piecing it together makes it so much more fun <laughs> um but yeah so <laughs> Anyway, I don't even know what I was talking about before I got there. Uh, so there's gonna oh yeah, so the draft. I think the draft is gonna happen. Yeah, I said call ups. Yeah, uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna do. Uh, my and I, this isn't isn't based on any inside info. My guess is that they'll do the draft totally straight based on what they have now, and then once they give it a couple weeks to settle in, we'll start seeing a lot of people. Right. Or maybe it'll be the week after. Maybe we'll suddenly see a whole. I mean. It wouldn't shock me if if Finn Balor got drafted just to give him a bump. Someone like that. Right. Um, If they're doing it, if they do it the right way, which is to actually make this feel like a sport, to make us care about it in the way that the world cared about Kevin Durant this week, they're not going to ever get to there. But but that's what's really interesting about it. And if they, if, you know, Shane is running Raw and Steph's running SmackDown and SmackDown has a way better draft and we see on Raw Shane saying... 
shit, I'm, I got to call some old Joe. I need Joe. something big. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I got to do something like that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if they just, all they got to do, it's so, it's so easy. Just put out rumors, just hire a guy whose job is to make alt Reddit accounts every day and that's just say it. like, I heard that they're going to move Seth Rollins to SmackDown because he's underperforming. Yeah. You know, and if just, there's that every day. Yeah. then like people will stay very interested. Yeah, I think so too. They got to figure out a way to to manipulate the social media aspect of of wrestling. There's some of the superstars, some of the performers who do it really well. Um others that just don't participate, but it's I mean, look, it is where we are all going. It's where we all already are. We're sort of waiting on them to catch up, but I'm with you. Yeah, they know and they know that we're there. I think that it's I mean, listen, the social media is a difficult thing for every industry right now, right? I mean, right. nobody knows how to do it and when cuz we know that because when people do it really well, when there's a movie that has a great viral marketing campaign, like that's all that anybody talks about for a month, yeah. you know? To or go or fully- when the NBA teams do it really really well, like that poor kid inevitably gets fired. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like they do it too well. Yeah. And the old fogies can't handle it. That would be a great, <laughs> I mean, if that's not already happening and maybe it is, that's like the, that's a, that's a marketing company that you and I should start is just, we'll, uh, what we're going to do is just hire, we're going to run your social media. Yeah. W- what you say run, run the social oh, media, I th- I, I, run or ruin. Either one would have worked. Oh. <laughs> I just think that like you can freelance your social media account to us. We'll make like two semi offensive tweets. That yep. doesn't make people stop coming, yeah. but just firing us is enough. Just enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we'll and we'll just like thankfully take our check and take our bow and go back, go back to whatever we were doing before. We'll go back to doing wrestling podcasts. I mean, look, I'm not gonna lie. Every week when I'm watching wrestling, if I'm especially like most times, I don't get a chance to watch it live because you know we're on the east or on the west coast, so we sort of get that late hour. That's but, the big letdown for me. So yeah, well, Directv, which I have, you can catch the five o'clock. I'm just usually never home, but yeah. if I am home for it, I mean, I've got the Twitter right ne- the Twitter. I've got Twitter <laughs> right next to me on the computer, just sort of checking the hashtags. I almost got Twitter is so damn funny. It makes it so much better. It's I so much I actually fun. I actually tried to get Directv and failed at my place. Oh no. It had less to do with DirecTV, more to do with the fact that like AT&T Internet, which is sort of part of the package oh, deal, yeah. like literally doesn't go to Echo Park. Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my, I had these, I had, I had amazing visions of like having an excuse to leave the ringer office every day at four, got, every Monday work. at four, like, yeah, time to go. Yeah. Live Smackdown too. See you guys <laughs> later. Um, and I still might figure that out. I mean, I've been, I've been mostly watching live illegally rather than like right. waiting for the eight o'clock show. Right. Um, but now I know you have it. I'll just be at your house every Monday right, night. Sounds so. good, man. That's great. Um, is there anything else we need to touch on, man, before we get out of here? Oh, I, I feel like we just it. totally kind of we a... just managed to totally tread water for uh, for an hour, and that good. was, it was good. pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, some mid card mid card jobbing there, but we did it. Yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar. We talked. We've talked enough about the UFC. Is this weekend? Um, yeah, uh, Bret Hart. So a bunch of people have just messaged me this uh, the hilarious Bret Hart like promo that he cut on triple h recently like he's he's he is on another level right now um which is great this is a peak bret hart we published a piece in the ringer today about how we're at peak peak like everybody said it enough yeah but uh but yeah it's it's like that bret hart is just incredible um but yeah i mean wait before we go this is a very minor thing, maybe. But what do you think about what do you think about the Wyatt family and the and the New Day right uh, now? We touched on this a little bit last time I was here, and I, they, this week I was said, a kind of a real big turn. I mean, it was a moment in the feud. Yeah, we saw it a little. It was creeping. It's been creeping for the last couple of weeks, and I think I said when I was on the podcast, I'm not crazy about it because I'm still like the supernatural thing doesn't work for me. Like it works for me with the Undertaker because like I like you know I like <laughs> seeing the Undertaker again, but like. 
I, the the spooky stuff doesn't really get me in any way. Well, um, did it did it affect? I, I'm interested in your take because you know you're a you're a prof- you're a famous actor. Did it, did you notice, or and did it affect you that they seem to be shooting with like the oh brother where art thou filter this week as opposed to the like the creepy horror movie filter? Like they seem to be doing a deliberately different. Take. Well, it was like the power of positivity, right? It's yeah. like what it's it's the new days alternate reality of like what it's like to be the Wyatt family. And here's the thing that I think they're trying to play off of, which is actually interesting, is that both in some way could be considered a cult i guess um one is you know light one is dark but it's this idea the whole and and this is uh, to to xavier woods's credit he's playing it beautifully um but i just don't love the idea that like this that bray wyatt is a person that has this like (laughs) magical power and can like seduce you and and like you know be this like if you're gonna make him a cult leader make him a cult leader but i don't know what he is still he he still seems like a your next horror villain and at the end of the day i mean you can't quite you never if you can't wrap your head or i always say this if you can't wrap your head around why this guy has decided to pursue professional fighting as a career then like there's the rest of it is lost right exactly it's Um, a great thing but it just doesn't ever fulfill itself the only i mean you could you can kind of do the george the animal seal like this guy is mentally handicapped and hangs around right but like there's not like you can't do this guy as a is an irs agent right and then anymore at least and then like try to explain how he's actually that's probably a bad example because there's a lot of people who are like cpas is their second job right you probably know lots of working actors i do know a lot of working actors yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean look we'll see we'll see where it goes i i sort of always sort of like wait and let these things play out because i'm i you know i try not to prognosticate too much but i just i don't know i don't mind i want to see him wrestle but i just don't know what we're trying to do is xavier gonna leave new day is that how because i mean let's be honest the time has come to sort of do something to them yeah. To shake that up because the problem with that is that they've been the people have been saying this now for six months or something, and it's and it you, the it seems so ridiculous when the first, when it first came up, it's time to split them up, it's time to whatever that ever then the, now there's this hard and fast opinion that no, we can't split them up, right? And that's stuck. But I'm not necessarily saying split them up, but I think they need to lose the belts. I think yeah. they sort of like need to sort of get knocked down the ladder a little bit because I think we, for the for the longest time they're they're all we had. Yeah. And now we have a lot of people. You know, we have a lot of not, good tag teams coming in. I so. wouldn't mind seeing, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them lose the belts due to just like the fact that the Wyatt family is driving them insane. Right. But maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm saying make, drop, have them drop it to somebody else. Yeah, Xavier Woods just lays down or something because yeah. he doesn't want to do this anymore. Or yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Maybe he walks away and the next time it's like you lose the belt on DQ. Yeah, but right. something like that happens. And right. then, yeah, I mean, and then if there was just something where. Maybe they're split up into they're still together, but they're split up into two different feuds for a month. You know, right. they get like maybe it's you know one on one against Bray, and then the tag team match or something. My hope is still that that they're just screwing with the Wyatt still. I think that's got to be that the it's answer. got the whole thing is like it's going to be that he's like, of course you don't have magical powers, you idiot, and then you know they just sort of attack the Wyatt family. When we when I first I think the first piece I wrote for the Ringer uh, <coughs> that I mean I mentioned this, but it was. Or not the first piece, but I think I wrote about this before the last pay per view. In that, it seems like, but if this feud weren't taking place, we are at the time. We are at the time for the White family to kind of turn babyface. Yeah, at least Bray. Bray and for, for sure, and for and for the new day to kind of edge back toward. I don't think they need to change. They didn't change a ton when they quote unquote turned babyface, but like they work better as as lovable heels yeah. than they do as 
sort of like dickish baby faces. Yeah. And I and I think that on paper it almost makes sense to do the double turn on, in this feud and and you know functionally I don't know with these sets of characters if that's even remotely possible. I don't know if there's any way you can take a team that's as over with like the sort of non-smark masses yeah as the new day is and have anyone that looks like the wyatt family swap places with them i don't know if that's possible i think it's hard too because you know you have a true trio of people like not there's not one guy on that team that sort of outshines the other but it feels very much like it's bray wyatt and two other dudes um and that's not a knock against eric and braun i mean they're they're both like massive good performers but it just bray is the face of that outlet so if you're going to do a three on three it just sort of doesn't feel like equal weight it's like aj in the club versus bray and those two guys might be a little more interesting to me uh but yeah that's true i don't know it's true i mean and and maybe that's the i mean maybe the look is that bray eventually is you know off doing his own thing maybe luke harper can take over the family when he what if (laughs) xavier woods takes over the wyatt family that would be great bray just goes on and does i feel like that's the thing thing. that would happen in like the wrestling of my youth oh that you would just toss off wwe listen up xavier woods comes in he brainwashes the other two to turn on bray he starts the new like the new new day and bray wyatt goes off into the sunset what does the old new day do are they mad yeah they're mad yeah, because they, they lost their try spots. To get, yeah, they try to get Xavier Woods <laughs> back. Like, just for if the if if <laughs> Kofi and Biggie are just sort of semi serious and mad. Yeah, and Xavier Woods with Rowan. I mean, wait, uh, Rowan <laughs> and Strowman and, and Strowman are like trying to do comedy bits every week. <laughs> like that would make my day. I applied to be a writer. And they never got back to me. Oh my! Well, that's it. You're this. You, that now they're going to take this idea. So it doesn't matter. You're, you're not going to get paid. But this this is totally worthwhile. Uh, this is. I mean, and if it doesn't happen, it definitely should. But you know what? This is a perfect example. This is something that I'm very upset about. I don't love what's happening, but still, I can't wait to see how it resolves. <laughs> like I'm so. Yeah. I just kind of want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think that that's true. I mean, I think it's it's crazy. We're all, I mean, it's it, we're waiting for these storylines to play out. Right. Um, I guess to bring this all back around to the beginning, the two biggest storylines, well, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Durant's for agencies, the storyline is over for now, but the other big storyline is is Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And this Saturday, we're going to find out if it's play, I mean, how it plays out. I yeah, mean, I'd I guess say they could, probably don't know right now because they got to wait and see what happens this weekend. I that's think. what I mean. Yeah. They're yeah. like the biggest thing that's going to happen is him, him, him winning or losing on Saturday is a bigger deal than what happens at SummerSlam, no matter how much they hype it. For sure. So, uh, it'll make that that amount of difference. So, you know, um, I'll be cheering for Brock Lesnar just for the sake of WWE being a little bit awesomer. Yeah. But uh, it'll be, it would be, it's going to be really interesting to see what they're going to do if he, well, I'm not going to get too far ahead, far ahead of myself. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Wrestling fans, you are not obligated to watch UFC 200, but um, it's actually from a card that's missing arguably the two biggest stars that, that UFC's had in the past year. Uh, it's really stacked. It's pretty they have card. like they have really great former champions working the pre-show. So yeah. this is this is actually the card that WWE tries to make you think they're putting on every month, <laughs> even when they're calling it like like pretty good wrestling volume four. Um, anyway, I think that's it for this week. All right, man. I'm uh, glad to be back again. Check out the Ringer. Oh, I wrote about the Rock last week. Oh, okay. I, did, I wrote a profile of the Rock. This is actually my biggest outside of wrestling thing of the week. The Rock tweeted it on Saturday. And my entire Twitter timeline became people trying to talk to The Rock. Okay. I don't know how familiar you are with this phenomenon, but the certain level, like when you have 80 million Twitter followers or whatever, yeah. every time you tweet anything, I guess, all of your responses are just like, hey, man, I loved you in the rundown. Right, because they just hit reply all. 
Yeah, or yeah. You, yeah, you just, yeah, you just like, just try like, to talk and back. You get You're, both people in the thing, yeah. Oh, yeah, they hit reply, yeah, including yeah. To me. So it's like, like every single one is just like, you and my sister should date. Or like, you know, it's just like really intimate, direct stuff. Or like, just, hey, Rocky, or like, hey, Dwayne, I love you so much. You know, where it's like, this is very intimate, like very personal. Um, I'm currently working on a script for The Rock because I sort of went, I went and saw CIA, or no, Central, Central Intelligence. Intelligence. And I thought Ike Barinholtz is probably the smartest man in the world because he was like, I'm going to write a movie for yeah. The Rock and for Kevin Hart, and it's yeah. going to make a bazillion dollars. I think that's probably So true. now I'm working on a movie for Rock and Ch- I think Channing Tatum. Good Does comment. anybody know this? No, he does now. He just heard it. I know he listens to the podcast. <laughs> Hit me up, Dwayne. Uh, he definitely he definitely uh, reads The Ringer. So check that out. And we have like we do have a UFC preview up that's up as I'm recording this, and there'll be a... I'll do. I'm doing something like I said on Brock Lesnar for Friday, unless I uh, unless I just disappear from the face of the earth, which is possible. Um, there's a lot of work going on. Do you have no, anything going on? No, but that was dark. That's a dark ending of the podcast. Oh, well, I'm just, sorry. But the power of positivity has been waning ever since <laughs> ever since the Wyatt family reappeared. I have nothing going on, man. I'm just watching wrestling every day. What's your Twitter? Do you have a Twitter account people should check out? Uh, at Steve Kazee. Yeah. Uh, where you can write me and tell me how mad you were that I called Cleveland a shithole. It's okay. People were upset. We're gonna make that. up to we're gonna make it up to Cleveland. Yeah, we'll make it up to Cleveland. Somehow. We'll figure out a way. Uh I'm at David Shoemaker and uh yeah, tune in next week. Maybe, maybe I'll tell you the name of this podcast, humanoids. Mm-hmm.